subject to this in Ace Attorney Fancast. I'm Stephanie. At least I'm famous to my mom. Uh, at least I'm famous in my own mind. I'm Michelle, amped up and ready to rock. Yeah, 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 baby. We're yeah, here yeah. again. Uh, real quick, just a worldwide note. We hope you're all happy, you're all safe, you're all taking care of yourself. Uh, but this dumb, this dumb podcast is here for you. We are staying your... on our bullshit. We are here to promise that. So yes. we are not ignoring the world, but we are here to provide you endless bullshit as we have for seven years. Yes. So you want to talk about the news? <gasps> is there Ace Attorney news? No. Oh. <laughs> but here's some other news. Um, another game came out relatively recently on, I believe, PC and Switch. Yes. PC yes, and Switch. Switch. And it's called Murder by Numbers. And I know what you're saying, Stephanie. It, isn't that a song by the police? And the answer is yes. But. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, stop chopping flaves, everybody. But it has nothing to do with that song. It's, it's, a, it's a visual novel puzzle game. Sound familiar? P- visual novel hmm. puzzles. It's actually a Picross game. So you got to do the little grid where you fill in the black spots and the X's to make a picture. Oh, that's what that's called. I've been seeing people play those games, but I don't know. But the important thing is, it's some anime bullshit visual novel, and you solve murders, and the composer is Masakazu Sugimori, who's the composer for Ace Attorney. So that music is Ace Attorney as fuck. Ooh, actually, I didn't know all those details. That's... Oh, it's ver- yeah, those are very important details. And um, we've I've been playing a little bit with uh, Tony from Game and Stein, but... He likes it a lot. It's it is um, like the plot of it is that you are an actress who was on a uh, murder TV show. It is called um, Murder Miss Terry or something like that. I think is what it's called. The TV show. This little robot shows up. This little floating '90s computer robot shows up, and and he demands that you start solving mysteries. And so you start acting. You were a TV detective, but now you're acting like a real detective. <laughs> And everyone is like, what are you doing? So, highly recommend. Uh, I, I'm i very into this premise, so I will eventually buy it when it's on sale, because that's how I live my life. It is, yeah, it's very good so far. And um, I, I'm i really liking it, because it is set in, like, 95, 96, like, it's set in the 90s. And they've got some kind of deep cut 90s jokes, which is a fun time, but it's also um, very... It's, I would say it's much more adult than Ace Attorney is. Like, there's an entire case that we're on right now, and I don't know the end of it, but it's um, it's uh, somebody rammed a float into a gay bar, and a guy got killed, and, like, your gay best friend is there, and it's a the gay bar's run by drag queens, so it's, like, you meeting all these drag queens. It's a little more upfront about the, the kind of people that are in this game, I guess. Because Ace Attorney's got, like, caricatures of people rather than, like, drag queens. <laughs> Yeah, and these are, like, the, the character design is also kind of very Ace Attorney, um, but it it is, it, it just, for some reason, it feels more genuine to me, like, it is not trying to do anything veiled or baiting or anything, like, it is mm-hmm. just, like, very upfront with itself. It's, it's a great time. It's called Murder by Numbers. I highly recommend anyone who's needing that Ace Attorney fix, go get on that Murder by Numbers train. Cool. Uh... In other news that is not actual Ace Attorney news, but is Ace Attorney related, uh, there is a YouTube series called Drawfee. It is uh, some peop- dumb- some artists making dumb art, and they did an episode about their OC Ace Attorney characters. And honestly, frankly, I'm offended. Why weren't we invited? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I I think it might be because we can't draw... But well, otherwise, yeah, why aren't we there? Now, not not saying that I am equivalent to ProZD, but ProZD's on a few episodes and he can't draw either. He just talks. Okay, I mean, that's fair then. Why aren't we Why aren't we on there? We can just be on there. The Macroys did the same thing. They just talked a bunch of bullshit. But and the- it did seem um, a lot like it was like an anime versus plausible episode where they all came with their own pun characters and then start making up a case as they go. Yeah, they had, and they had like very, very good. It was very clear that two of the people who had played it are the two people who are really into it. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, just about our 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 level of flavor. They're much better. They, like, looked up the names beforehand, I would say, is a benefit that we don't have when we think of, try to think of pun <laughs> names like Dasani-san. 
True. Hey, Dasani-san was our best one, so that's a bad example. Well, it is, but, uh, you know, Crunchy Granola is, is a pretty good one, actually. Hindsight. <laughs> yeah, Crunchy Granola has got, I've gotten a lot of use out of Crunchy Granola in the years, but um, somebody, so I know you love Drawfee, and I love Drawfee, but you love Drawfee the most, but also somebody emailed us a tip about that video. Who is that? It was Maddie. Thank you, Maddie. Yeah. And if you guys out there in the wild have anything that you you are experiencing and you go, man, this is really itching my Ace Attorney scratch, scratching my Ace Attorney itch, hey, send it to us. <laughs> it's like a cat scratch fever, but for Ace Attorney. And we're here that's, to support yeah. each other. So, yeah, absolutely. If you see something that's related, uh, you know, there's ProZD is playing all the games and he does voiceovers with a friend and does highlights. And Jello Apocalypse is doing that, too. And yeah. he's got highlight reels in there. Funny as hell, too. So... Yeah, so you know, we we all got each other's backs best we can. So just drop us lines if you if you find something or see something out there. Mm-hmm. Any other any other tangential news? Uh, unfortunately, no. Well, that's okay. All right, so we're gonna dive into the emails and we're gonna talk about some late homework because mm, mm, content. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And then we'll get on to that new homework. And then we we'll got to that recent homework. Okay, so Ultron. Hey, thanks for listening once in a while. That's better than most people. <laughs> You know, uh, every little bit is appreciated. Oh, actually, I've just been listening for, like, on and off over seven years. Yeah, if you just want to feel, like... <laughs> and was, like, feel... 15, 14, I don't want to say old, because everybody does that, right? Everybody's right. like, oh, I'm so old. But it's it's kind of, we're in kind of a weird position where, like, a lot of you out there have been listening to us since you were teens. Uh, which is just a weird feeling for me because it's like i've been playing ace attorney since i was a teen and so it's weird to think like the amount of influence that ace attorneys had on my personality it's weird to think that we've had some influence on some of you out there's personality and formation so that's cool but also i know that like shit that i liked when i was 14 cringy so <laughs> good to know we're cringy yeah so thanks for sticking around ultron honestly yeah, really appreciate it despite despite our cringiness yeah ultron answered the new homework so we're gonna come back to that uh jams though has some good late homework uh delete from canon straight up nayuda does doesn't like him uh i think and we've talked about it but let's just run it down real quick uh you know there would have to be a different prosecutor in soj but said repercussions couldn't be that big. Literally, only two cases would be significantly changed. The right of turnabout and turnabout revolution. And he would just be replaced in the Japanifornia cases. Can't think of anything he does except to be used as Garon's puppet. But anyone could be used as Garon's puppet. She literally controls the whole country. Uh, yeah. you, you really can't remove an earlier game character like Larry or Oldbag without some serious repercussions. Because they do many... They do many things in important cases that spiral, you know, later. So they do have, like, tidbits. They yeah. do have important tidbits. And, you know, you can't, like, create a new character would would not, would just be replacing them rather than deleting them. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you remove Larry, you create a whole different game. But I right. think our, our game that we made, which is just Phoenix's Larry, also was good. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fun. I mean, that was a good time. Yeah uh let's see so yeah jams stuck stuck with removing Neuda doesn't really have that much splash out because he doesn't even really change his apollo's backstory because dirk still adopts him now he's just an only child yeah and then the well the reveal he was raised as an only child and then the reveal would be that like actually um princess is his secret half-sister right so which is like his other secret (laughs) half-sister yep so like really (laughs) it's just really like apollo just slightly shifts but nothing actually changes because apollo's core doesn't change it's just his backstory constantly becoming magnetic yeah you know and you don't even lose the reveal of a secret sibling he never knew about that is different than the other secret sibling he didn't know about because he has another one yeah so it's fine yeah Um, i mean nayuda is removable but you would still need a prosecutor to fill in the gap in that game yeah unless like foreshadowing to the homework unless you just have the puddle be the villain which we've also talked about the puddle is the villain it's like you know how some people are like the you know like you watch firefly and they're like the ship is a character well the puddle is the villain okay (laughs) like yeah yeah (laughs) so it's just that it can't talk back you know that's yeah. fine uh okay most sympathetic villain from jams 
Uh, let's see. And they're really good at making, you know, they don't really write many sympathetic villains, which we, we've talked about as, like, refreshing in a way, because we could just take down bad guys. But yeah. Godot's a good candidate. Uh, it might just be because he's morose and that he's likable, and we like Mia. We sympathize with him because we had a full game with him, and we get to see how he's irrationally dealing with the loss of Mia. He's the only really final case villain who's redeemable in any form in the main series. Uh, and the game uses Dahlia and Morgan as big bads for the players to take down. So, like, you have a good balance between a prosecutor who's technically a villain, but... You take yeah. down more satisfying big bads, which is like a nice little addendum to our conversation before. Yeah. And he's not a fully good person, is what James goes on to say. Like, um, he definitely killed an innocent person for his revenge on Dahlia. Uh, right. So he's not evil, but he's not the most sympathetic. Aside from Dee's Vasquez, who we mentioned, um, one of the other sympathetic murderers comes to his mind is Acro from the Turnabout Big Top. His brother was put into a coma because he was paralyzed from the waist down due to a prank from Regina Berry, who then proceeded to make light of the whole situation, which is absolutely terrible. Right, yeah. Then he tried to murder Regina for revenge and accidentally murdered his only other friend at the circus, the Ringmaster. Yeah, I mean, Acro's got kind of like a real shit situation. And they also kind of keep him housebound to a high up. Like, he can't, like, leave his room yeah. because he's... On a high up floor. in the building yeah or whatever floor he's on yeah he's so like honestly like why does that dude not fucking quit is really my question <laughs> i feel like he's stuck you know and i feel like yeah this is like a character i really did not think about because i've i've slotted acro and bat into problematic in my mind so i kind of didn't entertain the idea just because of like the ace attorney doesn't age well problematic problems but yeah um, this is a very good candidate, you know? Yeah. He's in a shit position. I mean, if you're trapped, your brother's in a coma, you have been paralyzed from the waist down, and everyone around you is pretending that it was didn't have, like, it didn't happen, or, like, the person who did it to you is just walking around in front of you, and everyone's in love with her. Yeah, I, it is really, I mean, like, part of it is not very sympathetic in that she's, like, 15 16 mm -hmm. and he's trying to murder her and it's like she is still a child but the on the other hand she's a child with extreme amounts of power in the in the situation even if she is vapid you know yeah so like like everyone will do anyone in the circus will do whatever she says which is kind of upsetting i would you know i get it yeah yeah so i you know what james this is a very good candidate uh james also says there's similarities between acro and bat sorry acro and godot they were both permanently injured, both lost a loved one, both want revenge, and both killed an innocent person. Whilst both of their actions are very much driven by hatred, Godot's hatred for Red, White, and Dahlia, who were both arrested and one is dead, and, and redirected to Phoenix, who didn't actually do anything wrong, where Acro's hatred of Regina is understandable, although murder is an extreme way of going about it. Which is yeah. true. Um, but I can, at least, like, you know, like, I can, you know where a lot of people are, I'm like, yeah, I understand why you're upset, but then you went to murder, and that's hard to swallow. This one, it's like, well, she is a child with a lot of power, and it's very upsetting, like, her dynamic. Like, I could see how you ended at murder. Yeah. So, all right. Very good. Very good defense here. Um, yeah, good job. But uh, if you ha if James had a pick, you know, Godot sticks out more, time more because we just spend more time with him. Um, very true. So, awesome. Uh, next point was the most irredeemable slash evil villain. Uh, we came to the I came to the conclusion that Gant was the most evil, and it's really variable as to what makes someone the worst and most irredeemable. Except you know, etc. So, like, what I came down to was Gant had so much power in his situation and hurt the most close to him people. And the most splash out of other people. So he kind of hit all of the marks, I believe, is what I came down to. Right. Uh, so Jam says, Gant's individual crime is so twisted as he murdered his own subordinate, then framed a young girl, then used his fake crim crime to blackmail his sis her sister for two years to control the entire law enforcement. Uh, it's the most evil. What we talked about was the most evil thing you can do is to trick people into thinking you are doing good, and Gant does this. His actions are guised under the motive of wanting to stop Joe Dark, where his true motives were to control and manipulate the long game power. 
Manfred received a single penalty on his record, which his motive for murder and adopting a child for 15-ish years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> still, what? Um, there's also the fact that Manfred puts loads and loads of innocent people in jail for his perfect record. But just as yeah. Bratworth was seen as a villain convicting innocent people... Uh, Manfred has likely has a similar public image. Manfred wasn't trying to deceive everyone he wasn't evil, that he was just wasn't a murderer. Uh, Gant was trying to convince everyone that he's trying to help and then stabs him in the back. Good point. Uh, yeah. Garon wants power and control like Gant, and while she does a lot to fool her country, like the Defiant Dragons, it's clear to an outsider like Phoenix that the country is broken and that she's puppeteering from behind the scenes. All of her actions are to gain and maintain her power, such as killing Apollo's dad and blackmailing her sisters by essentially kidnapping Rafa. Kristoff is absolutely crazy in a similar way to Manfred, carrying so much for chaos on one little lost poker game, but a lot of our stuff around him is vague, like his motive, his relationships and why those paintings were ever done. And it's so, yeah, we couldn't come to any real conclusions. Yeah. Uh, on guard, pretending to be good, and then revealing he was a mastermind similar to Gant. He's a wolf in sheep's, clo sheep's clothing. His plan was incredibly nefarious, kidnapping Maya and creating a lose-lose loose situation for Phoenix. Uh, I've always said this case is one of the best due to its incredible high stakes and how terrible of a situation Phoenix is put in, but he doesn't feel as bad as the others, maybe because his crimes are self-contained and they don't ripple out into any other cases or characters. Manfred's affects Cena and Edgeworth, Garon controls Neyuda, etc., etc. So yeah, Ongard's more contained because he is yeah, a no, one-case villain. No doubt that that case is like one of the most um, well-done and powerful, like emotionally speaking, cases. But I also, I'm hesitant to give Madangard the title of Mastermind. Um, simply then that, so you remember how, like, Simon, before Dual Destinies came out, Simon was always touted as, like, the prosecutor that can can use psychology and manipulate people? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that was, like, not fucking true. That's what I see Madangard as, is, like, he's less of a mastermind. He's much more in the way of, like, he's a master of getting people to see him the way he wants to be seen and, and a master of being, um, under, uh, what is it called? Like where people are not taking him seriously. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. He's, he's being like, or he's being regarded as like frivolous or he's. Yeah. Counted out or whatever. Um, under the that's radar. what he, that's what he's like a, a genius in but he's not so much a genius in like planning and foresight like he would not be good at chess yeah i think he would like i think he's he definitely is the kind of like person who like i can set up all these pieces i've set up all these pieces they can play out and he like does fight you it's not like he folds as soon as you like be like ah you're a murderer but right i, I his backup plan was Okay, well, if you fuck up, I'm going to have my murderer murder your assistants. You know, that's probably the best analogy then. Bad at chess, good at poker. Yeah. Like, like he 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 is a genius in this specific area, but, like, the, the fact that he lacks it in, in all-around manipulation and all-around stuff is what separates him from Gant. Because Gant is really play in that three-dimensional chess because on one hand he's got the manipulation of the media's perception of him and the police force's perception of him and then on the other hand he's got like controlling lana and then he's got his big picture for how to control the courts and and like that's where madangard is when we say contained it's like much more like he can only handle the little he can only handle one scoop of ice cream whereas Gant has got the whole ice cream shop you know yeah I mean? he's got a flavor he's got a scoop of every flavor in that cone impressively yeah, yeah. and i think too actually too many analogies but yes yeah. actually well i think like saying like kind of putting these like hey who would win in a chess match between any of these like i think it comes down to the essentially the same people right i yeah. think gant is very likely to win a game of chess manfred's very likely and garon i think wouldn't win against those previous two guys but like could win like if she knew like a secret move but yeah i think she wouldn't win simply because she would be like this is a waste of my time when i could just have you shot yeah <laughs> let me rewrite the rules really quick of chess yeah you know we're rewriting chess and it, it says that everyone who's playing a black piece is a is a queen and i win you know yeah <laughs> exactly so i feel like you know manfred and gant know how to play chess garam will rewrite chess 
Matt mm-hmm. on guard doesn't have the patience. Better at poker. Yeah. Uh, Christoph right. Gavin? Who fucking knows? Christoph Gavin can't play poker, canonically. <laughs> but <laughs> unclear about chess. He's working on it, Unclear I guess. about chess, bad at poker. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Phantom. Jams has, Jam has, a, has a beefy list, and I appreciate this. Jams, Jams is a, a wordsmith in a way. Jams always just, like, writes the bullshit I'm trying to say. <laughs> The Phantom is interesting to discuss in the list of the baddest of the bads. The things they do are evil, and he's just doing a job. But it's like how Shelley DeKillery isn't evil, he's just a professional. Um, but Jams isn't saying that the Phantom is anywhere near as professional or classy. Of uh, course. Looking at it that way, the baddest of the bad has to be someone who personally aims to do bad. And although this does discount Misty Faye, because while she does terrible things, she didn't do them for evil. She's just a bad person. Uh, to Dahlia... Dahlia is certainly evil, and in terms of pure body count, she's responsible for the most deaths. Valerie, Terry, yeah. Doug's, Poison and Diego, uh, Misty, and she does try to kill Phoenix and Maya. Like, calm down, lady. <laughs> her inability to die, her sheer danger and planning makes her terrifying, and her lack of clear motive makes her, a- her actions even more evil. While all the other villains, they clearly have some sort of end goal, power, perfection, fame, etc. Dahlia just seems to want to kill as many people as possible, enact as much revenge as possible, and see how much she can get away with. Like, it literally takes five attempted successful, attempted slash successful murders before she gets into any form of conviction. She's undeniably the main villain of Ace Attorney, so it makes sense to put her as the most evil. But, but Dahlia doesn't have the point of hurt, hurting loads of people like Manfred does, or Gant does, or Garon. Her range is smaller than those. So the question is so difficult for Jams is trying to find some sort of statistical answer for who is the worst. Who killed the most? Who had the most power? Who has the worst motive? And it's just hard. Personally, Jams votes for Dahlia, but Manfred and Gant are also good candidates, and the mystery surround Kristoff makes him even worse in a way. Yeah. So. Those are all very good points about Dahlia. Dahlia yes. is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think that's why she ended up not being my top was because of that splash zone situation. But she does literally try to hurt anyone who gets close to her. Yeah. And that's pretty, that's pretty fucked. It is pretty fucked. And she doesn't even do it for, like, profit necessarily. Um, sometimes she does. But for the most part, she just kills for sport. Yeah. So, uh, I don't remember my ranking, honestly, at all from last time, but, like, Dahlia could probably, Dahlia is a good contestant for number one, maybe number two spot. Uh, back to the chess analogy, though, would she win in a game of chess? That's what I was just thinking about, is, like, chess, like, our chess and poker analogy is because I think in poker she would definitely not play she would be the person who, like, cozies up to the guy who wins mm-hmm. and then steals all his winnings, right? Like, right. after the fact. Like, while she's congratulating him, she sweeps all the chips into her purse and, and disappears. Saunter, yeah, saunters you know? off. Um, but with chess, I don't know. Because her thing is so much of, like, um, is even more manipulative than Matt Ungard is, like, her thing is to convince other people to do what she wants and then they like and not even know that they're doing what she wants like to think that they're doing it because it's what they want um which absolutely doesn't translate to chess yeah she like if she had to sit down and play chess I feel like she'd just play a totally different game while moving the chess pieces according to the rules of chess, you know? Yeah. I think even if she won or lost in chess, she would still win because she was playing a second game while you thought you were just playing chess. And that makes her very dangerous. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. It's a very compelling argument, though. Uh... I'm not willing to say I officially switched by my decision, but it is, I am definitely torn now. Yeah. I mean, and I think that that, um, is a credit to not only Jams and the listeners being very persuasive and, and, uh, thinking really hard about these characters, but about also like the complexity of these characters and how well, well done 
uh, Ace Attorney can do with a bad guy. It's you know? true, yeah. Like, I think we did just talk about a different, a bunch of different villainies that Ace Attorney did give us in all these games. And they're not all the same every time, you know? No. I mean, like, we, we get tired of twins, you know, but that's not just Ace Attorney's fault. That's right, anime's yeah. fault. <laughs> it's also not, like, every JRPG in the world where the final is you kill God, right? Like, right. it's every single time we have a different villain with different thinking and everything, uh, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think we, I think we did say like Garon is a little bit of a rehash for us, but like they did twist her enough, I think, to be her own bad, her own authority. Yeah. She's a rehash, but she's an inflated rehash, you know. Yeah, more power, different motives, but also mm-hmm. same motives. So yeah, I, I get it. I feel it. Yeah. Okay, that's prosecutor. Okay, so that's all the the late homework we have. So that was some good uh, homework appetizers. <laughs> what about that real homework? I finished my homework on the bus ride over. <laughs> you know, I finished my homework in the class we had before this one. <laughs> what um, do we want to do the email homework first or do we want to do our homework first? Let's do email homework first, unless you, okay. you got some juice that you want to spill. So I have I have chosen three, one ace attorney and two non ace attorney, but two of them are kind of more lighthearted uh so i don't have i i do not have juice uh i have two, yeah so for ace attorney i have two and for outside of ace attorney i have well, let's remind everyone the homework question the homework question yes. was who from canon ace attorney and outside of ace attorney canon would you make a prosecutor in, in the next ace attorney game uh so i have two from in game that i think would work and i have i have a i have a list of some that are talk-worthy points. Let's see how many I have here. I have I have five options and one honorable mention, I would say, from outside of canon. Wow, okay. Uh, and not all of them are really good discussion points, but let's start with just the Ace Attorney ones, because I think that's, that's going to be uh, just kind of quick answers that we can agree with. Uh, Maddie okay. said, uh, just hands down, that whole conversation we had about Apollo being a prosecutor give me look i want that more than anything it's the best one honestly yes. like i re-listened to that episode i was like damn we came up with a fantastic game i wish gonna, they would do it it's never gonna happen but it was good so that game exists in an alternate universe to ours where a spirit of justice didn't happen and that game was spirit of justice um sorry we live in the darkest timeline <laughs> Uh, Ultron had a couple of answers, which obviously the first is a joke answer, which is Larry. Uh, he'd be a joke prosecutor on the line of pains. I thought about Larry for approximately 25 seconds, and then I was like, "Mm, can't do it. (laughs) He can't, uh, I thought, I mean, obviously also Larry did cross my mind too, and I was like, it just wouldn't have any meat. Like, it's gonna be like the pains. You know, he's not a legit prosecutor. He got on the case because, like, this is what Ultron's saying. He got on the case because he buffed, he bluffed his way. There was a clerical error that lined up with his bold claims. He would act all confident out of the gate. He'd be, you know, any slight scrutiny, one of his infamous tantrums, and he would eventually be found out the judge and, re- you know, a retrial with an actual prosecutor would have to happen. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's that's true because, like, I just Larry doesn't have any of the the bones or the meat for it. Uh, but on a serious note, uh, Waki Kataki, Mr. Waki Kataki, sorry, Mr. Waki Kataki's dad, Winfred Kataki, Big Wins. Big Wins Kataki? Big Wins Kataki could be an interesting huge Scary member from the mafia, but he's yeah. actually an honest man, and one of his quirks is intimidating the judge by accident, often with an objection. He would be stern but good-natured, probably would mainly prosecute mafia crimes as a way to clean up Japanifornia from the mob so his son won't fall into his old his old life. You know, that's, like, such a fun way, because Ace Attorney deals with corruption within the legal system and the justice system um, and the police force a lot, and mm-hmm. that would be such a fun new way to, to to approach that, is, like, mob justice and mob connections being um, corruption, and having a prosecutor who is or was connected with the mob would be, like, a really different take on that. Um, and I, you know, I'm here for those mob heist movies. It's a good time. So, but it would just be like a, a huge pivot in tone for Ace Attorney to go straight mob. I like know? it though. I I think it would work. 
Oh hell yeah, it would be fun as hell. But it and it would continue on with their like trend of doing stuff that is so fucking Japanese that it can't be translated because <laughs> their mob would be yakuza as opposed to like the Italian mafia or like the French mafia or the Russian mafia. You know, like it would be very very firmly yakuza. I I love it cuz they'd be like, "Ah, oh, Mr. Big Wins Kataki." And Judge is like, "Big Wins, how many cases have you won?" And he goes, "This is my first case, your honor." <laughs> it would be good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. Um, and then RD had an answer for us. Uh, RD is also planning something for our next episode, because our next episode is our 100th episode. Yikes. Yikes, I know. I'm I glad can... you're planning something, RD, because we don't. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so if you guys want us to do anything special for our 100th episode, please let us know. Yes, yeah, send us some ideas. Because we want to do right by you. We do, I swear. I hear Stephanie's planning something. Uh, I'm trying to plan something. She's got her people talking to other people. Agents talking to agents. Yeah. Uh, Skeletor, Overlord of Evil, is not doing a great job with the phone. He's, He's a- trying his best. <laughs> his paw fur is out of control, so he can't quite hit the buttons. It just slips out of his paws with his little furry hand. <laughs> um, so yeah, um... That's just a sidebar, but anyway, so uh, R.D. had a- had answered. Uh, let's see. Uh, if Mia was a prosecutor instead of a defense attorney. So that would just be a switch for us in canon. But, like, if she was a prosecutor, she would be a different character because the whole thing with her is that she believes in her clients 100%. But obviously, that wouldn't be true if she was a prosecutor. The whole thing with Terry yeah. Flaws and Dahlia wouldn't happen either. At least not in the same way, because she wouldn't be defending Terry. And I doubt she'd be the prosecutor on that case, uh, because she, unless she, unless she was a completely different character and she filled in there. Um, yeah. But Terry would still die on the stand, and no one would be there to see that Dolly was the one who did it. And maybe Diego would probably still be the defense. So uh, if the Dahlia thing doesn't happen with Mia, then what happens with Phoenix? You know, does he become a lawyer or not? Does he get convicted? Or alternatively, you know, does she see what happened to Terry and tries to get Dahlia arrested and convicted? and convicted Feeney in the case. Uh, you know, so there's just a lot of ifs, ands, or circumstances that could be changed if she was a prosecutor, either in this yeah. world or just on this case specifically. Yeah, that's true. I think it, there would be a way to do Mia as a prosecutor that would be, uh, like, a fun time, but it would be much less that she was, like, that flavor of prosecutor we get that's also against you and a villain. Like, I think she would be much more of a prosecutor who is... A Clavier Gavin? A, sort of a Clavier Gavin, but somebody who's much more like in uh, her investment would be in the adversarial system. Sort of like, I'm not against you uh, on principle or personally. The The best way for both of us to find the truth would, is the zealous defense of our positions. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of... So like, I don't think she would falsely convict Phoenix because she needs to win like i think she would i don't think phoenix would get convicted in that case i think she would could like both sides would consider it a failure defense and prosecution because the truth was not found and a murder happened in the courtroom so i think she would still like there was a there is a way that she would still like be investigating what the fuck happened there as opposed to miles edgeworth who just gave up (laughs) miles edgeworth who was like you remember that time when, like, a guy died when I was a prosecutor? We're just gonna ignore that forever. Yeah, that's fucking true. Mia would hold on to that. Like, and she does hold on to it. But I think yeah. it would also be interesting if, let's say, she prosecuted that case or was working with Miles on that case. Phoenix might have become a prosecutor. Possibly. If he's, like, maybe his thinking changes to, I have to become a defense attorney because I have to save my best friend Miles Edgeworth because he wanted to be a defense attorney like his papa, and now he's not like his papa. He goes, Miles is a prosecutor, and he is working with this person, and I can see that they are zealously trying to find the truth. Because that's, I think Mia's core would still be, I'm trying to find the truth. Yeah. Rather than necessarily believing in her client 100%, she believes in the truth 100%. Right. That's what I think it would switch to. Yeah, and it's not too much of a shift for Mia, characterization-wise, than to do that. And if she does do that, you know, Phoenix is like, you can find the truth, and I can get closer to Miles this way and see what happened to Miles this way, because he's still demon prosecutor Bratworth. Yeah. I think we would just get the other side of the, you know, I think the whole 
tone of Ace Attorney would change if you're a prosecutor rather than a defense attorney. Yeah, I agree that the tone would drastically shift. And then, like, who would be the defense attorney? Or would that person be the scary sort of villainous person now? Yeah, I just, I, don't know. I think the games would turn into a way that I, I don't know if it would be as enjoyable to play. No, probably not. I feel like you would have a lot more of rules uh, imposing upon you. Yeah, and like the focus would be trying to like, you know, arrest people and, you know, persecute them rather than save people and, you know, yeah. Both feel good in their own right, but like if I'm trying to arrest people and persecute them, uh the tone of the game has to be different. Yeah. So it is an interesting uh parallel universe if we switched Mia to a prosecutor. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, do you want to go or do you want me to go for my in, in-house in options? Well, you got two, so let's do your first one, then I'll do mine, and then you do your second one. Okay, well, my first one is going to be, it's more whimsy, is uh, if Max Galactica came up as a prosecutor. Okay. Just the whimsy. The whimsy is good. Uh, I, you know, that's basically all I got. Like, does it make a lot of sense for his character? No, but like... If he showed up and he was a prosecutor all of a sudden, I don't think anyone would necessarily be surprised. No, it would... Like, he tried to do something else, so here we are. I mean, Phoenix might be surprised, but, like, from a disappointment. You know, Max Galactica being a prosecutor, almost equivalent with Larry becoming a prosecutor for Phoenix. <laughs> it's true. Like, he just looks across and he's like, what? And then he's like, this would happen. <laughs> yeah. This, this would happen to me. I just like Max has a lot of good flavor, a lot of good flair, and I like his animations, so I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I think it would be fun. I also have some whimsy choices, but my whimsy choices are the non-Ace Attorney ones. This one, my choice here for an Ace Attorney person is not whimsy, and it's Thalassa. I would want to see Thalassa Grammaray as a prosecutor. I think that would be... It would be interesting to see Thalassa in this capacity. Basically, to see Thalassa do anything at all. <laughs> okay, yes. That is one. I have to admit, that's one reason. Because get her to do something. But another reason is I wanted to see a magician prosecutor. I want to see somebody as a prosecutor who actually has, um, like, we have talked about, like, Phoenix and his super-powered young adults. Like, he finds all the magic people and people who have superpowers and decides to make them a defense. Um, I would like to see some of that coming from the prosecution. We have never had a prosecutor with a real Miles Edgeworth logic doesn't count superpower. Yeah. Like and have we... a magician. And in, in that case too is like Trucy, we have seen Trucy's magic. Mm-hmm. Trucy's magic is going to be nowhere the scale of her mom's magic. So seeing someone who outclasses you in the magic department very cool like somebody who understands that they're putting on a performance and not a campy rock star all the girls go crazy at me performance like a real theatrical performance i think that would be very fun from a prosecutor perspective and two if you want to talk about villains um the lassa has been withholding information either because of her amnesia or because quote quote the time isn't right the entire series what else is she withholding? I think these are all really good points. Like, I really do think, like, you have, you got some real meat if you make Thalassa uh, a prosecutor. Plus, then we get the drama of, like, Phoenix is having to encounter Thalassa on a regular basis, and he still hasn't told, like, Phoenix and Trucy, and then let's bring Apollo back in, because who knows what the fuck he's doing. The crew is having to encounter Thalassa, and, and none of the kids know the truth. And Phoenix does. So not only is Thalassa withholding information now, but we also have Phoenix withholding information. So we can have, like, that whole drama, like, you know, Phoenix holding withholding stuff from Athena and Apollo and Trucy. Like, that would be kind of a fun time and a fun dynamic. Very anime, though. Yeah, but you know what? I think that would... I think in a Futurist Attorney game, that would honestly be a good move. For them, just so they can, like, force the hand of this confession needs to happen. The Lassa needs to... We have to give a shit about her for this to, like, mean anything. Because we don't at this point. Yeah. I know, I think that's a fantastic pick, honestly. Uh, Makes me, like... 
feel bad for not having more meat for these this homework question but oh, don't worry i got two more that have zero meat so it's <laughs> gonna be fine um okay well uh my next my next contender is jake marshall police officer hell yeah once Cowboy again prosecutor. i just like the aesthetics <laughs> i wish we had seen neil in action because that's what he was yes right? absolutely that's what neil was he was a cowboy prosecutor and i flashback to a neil case that'd be fun yeah like i would take that i think but it is one of those things again where it's like if the next game jake marshall showed up and he was a prosecutor it wouldn't be too weird for that like leap of like career yeah uh, but that's like that's it that's the meat i got you know cowboy prosecutor would be fun i like jake i like his animations and i think that you know having him back would be fun uh i will say that now that i've thought of like other ones that would maybe be interesting uh i'll say it's just not possible but gumshoe would be interesting if all of a sudden he was a, a prosecutor but i don't think I don't he know. would be good at it yeah i don't think he'd be good at it but i also don't know how gumshoe would approach the um uh responsibility you know yeah being a prosecutor yeah i think they would fuck up his character very badly it's not that he doesn't do responsibility it's just like i wonder how he would do it you know yeah i don't know who's your next one um so let's go with my these are my non ace attorney ones okay um, and the first one is gonna sound weird, but I and it's it's for the whimsy, but also I kind of mean it seriously. Um, Mario, 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 <laughs> Mar- Mario, of Super Mario Brothers fame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this isn't this isn't too off in terms of like a good character, but like why a prosecutor? So this is kind of why is we've seen so we had Clavier who is like the. Um, the Swiss Army Knife Prosecutor, right, where he's got his career as a rock star, and he's also in law enforcement, right, and he's a cool guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to see what that looks like with somebody who actually is doing, like, it's not like Clavier's like, I have to leave court for a second to play a show, right? With Mario, I would not have normal sprites for Mario. I would have, like, a set of sprites in his, like, prosecutor outfit even if that's his overalls maybe but i would also have a set of dr mario sprites a set of like tennis mario sprites <laughs> a set of everything a set of mario kart racing stri- sprites right so every time you look at mario he has <laughs> left and come back and he's in a different outfit like he is really doing side hustles all time right <laughs> And and that's the thing is like you're like this is stupid, Michelle. Like not like no one would let this happen. The whimsy, right? But the thing about Mario is that he keeps every time you talk, he leaves the building and does something else. He comes back and he has a rebuttal for you, a perfect one. He anticipated what you were gonna say. I mean, in the same like Mario is definitely more interesting, but equivalent to this is Barbie. Barbie would be great like the same the same idea sort of and I mean maybe it fits more with Barbie because Barbie is more of a genius than Mario is but like um sort of somebody who is outclassing you and also outclassing everyone else on earth at the same time (laughs) so like given the two choices like I love the idea of Mario but I can't picture mario having real sentences is is like the the thing that's stopping me here and going maybe barbie's a better choice that's fair i wish i had thought of barbie let's do barbie because it's the same idea like i love it i love the idea of a prosecutor who is pulling quadruple duty doing other shit but can still kick your ass yes and like i just like barbie hits a little bit of that legally blonde vibe that i'm here for yeah that like what you mean it's hard to get into harvard you mean i'm blonde and you think i can't be a doctor and an astronaut and a lawyer and a dentist you know like and a vet and a and a and a i i'm here for that that's fun and here's the other thing is i specifically for both of these is i wanted to think of prosecutors who would be um not like the only example we have of a prosecutor who is not like antagonistic against you and hateful towards you is clavier um but I wanted to think of specifically like prosecutors who are living their lives um, and you encounter them, but they are not invested in the cases personally. They are doing their job and you, then they're not, they don't hate you. They don't hate your clients. They're doing their job, you know, and they're just like living their lives and shit. Uh, that's kind of what I wanted is like, I'm kind of tired of like, it's you versus the prosecutor. Like, give me more of it's you 
both versus the murderer because that's way more fun for me. I I agree with you. Uh, unfortunately, those are not the way I picked my prosecutors. I picked villains. That's okay. That's I I mean that's what this was my priority. It's not the priority for the assignment. But the other thing is, if we have a Barbie or a Mario, um, Barbio, we have <laughs> we have it's Barbio. Okay. Um, it's a me, Barbio. Barbio is ready. Is ready, Your Honor. Wahoo. The the lesson, because I do still want them to have character development, is the lesson that Barbio has is at the end of it, in the big giant case that actually has, like, ramifications and heavy stakes, um, Barbio will have to learn that, like, hey, um, I, if I can do anything, but I only do it half-assed, I'm not really uh, having, you know, I'm not really being worthwhile and spending my time in a, like, worthwhile way. So it kind of will give Barbio the idea like maybe i should focus on what i really care about and unlike jesse stop agreeing to help everyone to do everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah be who you want to be barbio be you want to be do what you want to do instead of doing everything just to prove that you can right exactly yeah no and i think that's a really good that's a really good like standpoint of of someone to be and like an actual good return to ace attorney arcs of character development yeah yeah uh all right well this is kind of in the same universe but it's a really like a joke suggestion um donkey kong he already has a tie donkey kong is fun <laughs> that's he's already got a tie on he he you know i think he could do a good job laying down facts and saying like no this is fucking stupid he threw a barrel at me and Don he could also be intimidating when he does the chest hitting yeah like i think like standing up in court against donkey kong could be fun whimsy wow barbio versus donkey kong <laughs> super smash brothers uh okay uh do you want another whimsy one for me or do you want to give your next one i'll give mine because it's also whimsy okay this is kind of a deep cut um but Sir Barrington of legendary D&D oh, uh, Reddit fame. <laughs> so, like, backstory here is, like, once upon a time, there was a Reddit post about uh, a D&D character who is a bear. Um, and it's just a bear, but they're also a rogue. And every point is put into disguise. And they have, like, a butler who comes and talks for them. And they uh, just do a series of gestures and grunts. Yeah, gestures and grunts, and the butler goes, good job, you know, like, excellent suggestion, Mr. Barrington, like, we will go across the trench, right? And this escalates so much that the 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 bear is knighted and goes to dinner at the queen's house and becomes a guest, and then that's the first time that any person has ever made a perception check high enough to see that it's a bear, and so a man gets up at this fancy dinner with the queen that says hey that's not a person that's a bear and then the man is like escorted out of the castle with guards everyone being like i'm so sorry sir Barrington. like i'm sorry that man's behavior so like nobody just nobody notices that it's bear uh -huh. yes uh, that'd be fantastic <laughs> so i kind of i kind of really want sir barrington and sir barrington's butler to be a prosecutor it's like this fucking bear that has reached this level of prestige and career uh, and nobody fucking notices except you, the defense, where you're like, hey, that's a bear. And, like, and I the judge be... is like, don't be rude. And Sir Barrington's butler is like, I'm so sorry, Sir Barrington, that they would. This is this this man has a speech impediment. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And I want to be clear, too, to like people who don't know this. The butler is not actually a mastermind using this bear. The butler no. understands the bear. The butler was hired by the bear. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, like, it would be kind of heavy handed, but Ace Attorney is always heavy handed. But if you want to make a joke about how, like, li literally anybody can become a prosecutor in this unit's first children, corruption, you know, like anyone can become a prosecutor and that the system is a joke. What better way to do it than with Sir Barrington, where it's... literally a bear is your fucking prosecutor? Uh, I love it. That's I'm here for that. Also, that sounds like a yeah. fantastic time. Um, okay, my next uh, my next one was um, GLaDOS from Port Portal. Okay, big robot, like a, it? A big robot who kind of just vaguely insults you all the time. <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm, You know, I am. Like, GLaDOS from Portal has got a very specific personality, and I actually haven't played Portal, which kind of attests to 
I'm aware of GLaDOS from, from, from Portal. The cake is a lie. But also she just, like, is, like, constantly jabbing at you. Constantly. And it's, like, it stings a little bit. And also, though, she's a robot, so, like, very meticulous, very cold, very calculated, very unfeeling. Like, it would be kind of an interesting Ace Attorney prosecutor just to give you someone who is, like, literally not emotionally invested, just a robot. Yeah. That'd be fun. I'd like that. Uh, and then I have no no reason for this other than aesthetics once again. Uh, Snake from Metal Gear Solid? Um, I do like the idea of, like, a espionage-style spy, like, undercover person being a prosecutor. And not, like, the Phantom. Like, Snake is a great contender for that. Like, a James Bond person. Yeah. Is it fucking snowing outside? Oh, it's sorry. Supposed to, it's supposed to snow today, yeah. So it might be. Okay, sorry. I can, I, the curtain's closed and I just see a little sliver and then, like, do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> yeah, it's probably snowing right now. Um, but I love Snake. Snake is a great... And then that having the snake voice, also good. Yeah, like, that's basically, like, I have also not played the Metal Gear games, but, like, I feel like that aesthetic would be very good in a prosecutor. Yeah, I would love it. Would it so would it be, would you change his clothes? Ooh. No. I don't no? think I would. Okay, if you're not changing his clothes, can I request multiple outfit changes then? Because Snake is always changing to be in more in blending in with stuff. I just want him to keep his stupid headband at all times. Oh, of course. <laughs> That's really, I mean, we can change his clothes. I just really want Look, that headband in and great face. Ace Attorney, in Daigakuten Saibon, you had um, Friend Boy who had the headband. Oh, it's true. And Apollo had I, something like it. <laughs> Apollo had bandages that one time, but they were excessive. They were unnecessary also. Uh, yeah, so that's all. Like, just just the whimsy. Uh, and, and then my last uh, actual contender possible fun is a uh, Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. Oh, that'd be fun. Just like, once again, a guy who just keeps saying, would you kindly? And has that, like, a little bit of that southern snake oil seller, like, snake oil... Yeah, seller uh, kind of charm to him. Yeah, that'd be a great villain. Yeah, somebody who just seems like your pal, someone who's got that little bit of class to him, but is really, really greasy, really slimy. And even if we took his gimmick of the would you kindly and actually had ramifications in Ace Attorney for that, that could be fun. Yeah, that could be fun. And I, you know, I really like the um, the idea for Andrew Ryan of going like, Ace Attorney is always going more future and more anime with everything is like kind of having somebody who is a step back in the past and having the judge be on that person's side because it's like, you know, going back and ha having some of the class of the good old days, right? And so you're like, uh, the good old days were terrible is what you're trying to prove is like the good old days were bad for everyone, you know? Yeah, they were bad. Everyone died. Oh, you just moving too fast. You got to take it a little slower, you know? Yeah. Just, just. Just come sit down with me here. We're going to have a cigar. We're going to talk about it. You know, like, just kind of like some guy who's trying to pull you. Would you kindly just take a moment here and take a, have a deep breath? You know, you're just like, yeah, calm down. You're like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, so that one's more of a like, I guess I just like these characters are just going to be would be interesting characters and somebody we didn't see in the prosecution role. Uh, yeah. And then this person would not be a good prosecutor, but man, would this be a fun trial? Carmen Sandiego. If we could just try to prosecute Carmen Sandiego for her crimes. Oh, like as a, as a, trying to get her guilty? Yeah, it's essentially like a mask to mask situation, I think. Yes, but I also want Carmen Sandiego to escape at the end. Yes, absolutely. She has to. Like, that's who she yeah. is. That would be a fun trial. I don't even know what she'd be on trial for. It could be something she did. could be something she didn't do. She steals the uh, jewelry, doesn't she? She's she an art thief. She steals everything. She steals art. She steals buildings. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, put her on trial for that. That'd be a fun time. Yeah, Carmen Sandiego but, okay, stole the actual so tower. Where the fuck did a question. it go? Who's prosecuting Carmen Sandiego? This is a great question. I did not get this far thinking. You can pull from the people we've suggested, or you can pull from, like, anyone who, if you're designing the Carmen Sandiego case, who's the prosecutor? Can we make this the homework question? Oh, okay, yeah. Because I don't have an answer, and I would love to hear what people would say if we could We could basically get everyone to pull in and help us make this anime versus plausible. The, the problem here is that you and I have not watched the uh, Netflix Carmen Sandiego I've series. I've seen the first season. 
Oh, okay. So you have. Uh, and I want, I'm going to say, let's ignore that <laughs> because it okay. is definitely an entire backstory and characterization. I want classic Carmen Sandiego here. Okay. Because uh, the Netflix version, she is a child and I want full adult ass woman Carmen Sandiego. I'm going to say, I don't want it to be the kids, but if you can make an argument for me for how those kids are the prosecutor, I'll take it. But personally, I'm going to try and think of somebody who's not the kids. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, anything you want to suggest for the 100th episode, we'll probably take that into consideration. But I would like to talk about this. I think if we got everyone, all you listeners, to try to pull in and come up with suggestions and help us create this anime versus plausible, I think we would have a really fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, so you can send all those suggestions uh, to objecttothispodcast at gmail.com or on Tumblr, objecttothis.tumblr.com. Uh, you can listen to us on... Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, uh, on Stitcher, on, on Stitcher, Spotify. On Spotify. Maddie's very happy we're on Spotify because hey, it's easier for people to listen to us on Spotify. At least I think it was Maddie. Hell yeah. Well, uh, if, I, if you're listening to us on Spotify, hell yeah. Keep it up. Keep it up. So yeah, we got some new jams from uh, Red Diamond 002 for the, for the ending. So we're going to use one of those, I think, at the end here. Thanks to, to RD002, but thanks to Dark Shadow Rage 2 off the YouTubes for the use of our theme song, Hey Pal, it's Detective Gumshoe Remix. Yeah, and thanks uh, all you guys for listening and sticking with us. Uh, so stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy out there. And in the meantime, I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. And that was Object to This, so why don't you object to that? Objection! Actually, Michelle and Stephanie of the past... We got an update for you. Well, objection within, hey, wait a second. <laughs> That's right. I'm objecting to myself, object, saying to object. Anyway, so Michelle and I have talked about it, and we think you guys deserve the best, right? Which is not us, but you get us, so. <laughs> the best that we have to offer, which is really like a, a B minus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that mm, B minus quality. What Michelle and I are doing is for our hundredth, in honor of our hundredth episode, we are going to finally play Investigations 2. Something we've been promising for literally years. Yes, but we're not even just going to play it and then tell you about it. We're inviting you to come along. Gonna bring receipts so so you believe us that we didn't just read the Wikipedia. (laughs) That's right. What we're going to do is we are going to stream ourselves playing Investigation 2 on Twitch. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be driving that boat, and then Michelle's gonna be commentating, and we might have Kevin from the Game and Stein podcast pop in. Uh, but it's a long game, so it's not just even gonna be one day of recording. It's gonna be several days. Several days. We're thinking Fridays, party day, right? Party investigation, same thing. Same, same thing. Hey, imagine babies too. <laughs> <laughs> Is investigations too better than imagine party babies? Uh, we'll fi- we'll find out. <laughs> We'll find out on the thrilling conclusion. Uh, but yeah, so the first episode, we're, or the first day we're going to stream episode, geez, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> the first day of streaming is going to be April 17th, 2020 at 7 p.m. Central Time, because that's where we live. Yeah, Central United States Time. <laughs> More specifically, <laughs> yes. Uh, so come on by. Uh, we are going to put information in the episode description. We're going to post stuff on tumblr but uh you can find me on twitch it's ravenous kitty ravenous like being hungry and kitty like kitty right yeah that's me i came up with it when i was young and i stuck with it because that's how i am dedication i think we will also i will do a little bit of an audio reminder that'll come out on the podcast feed before like the week that we're gonna do it yeah, so we look forward to seeing you, or if not, you know, seeing you in the chat, or, you know, you guys can probably find it. We'll have it archived somewhere, so it'll it'll exist. Yeah, or you can look forward to us actually doing a goddamn episode about it, because that's what they'll happen after all this. Yeah, and absolutely, if you don't catch us on stream or Twitch isn't your thing, we are definitely going to do a recap episode of Investigations too. so you have that to look forward to. Yay! Yay! All right, so now, in the meantime, I'm future Stephanie. I'm future Michelle. And that was object to this, so why don't you object to that? Universal charm Cause she thinks it's humor And I mean no harm Lock down and sleep Fall back, she says Let's just keep this mutual It's these lines I trade To 
Oh, uh-huh.